Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave a leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock at the PHNX quarters headquarters in downtown Phoenix. Damon Anderson joining us as well. We're fired up. Maybe not to talk about the end result of yesterday's bloodbath in Denver, folks, but we're fired up nonetheless to talk about the ongoing change that could be coming to the Arizona Cardinals. And gentlemen, we start with the general manager, Steve Kime. We talked about it yesterday on the post-game show, the PHNX tailgate show. Jonathan Jones reporting, likely out is Steve Kime. So, Bo Brock, we thought we'd kick off today with who is the best option internal and external to replace the infamous general manager. Uh, it's beautiful. I think it was maybe kind of a, a storyline that we couldn't give as much attention as we wanted to, but it, it seems like it's happening. Ding dong, Steve Kime is gone. Uh, we see sad face Steve in the chat saying, hey, everybody, hopefully we can turn that frown upside down with some of our candidates. What's up, Isaiah? What's going on, everybody? Yeah, we're pumped to maybe unveil some big-time I guess, change makers for the Arizona Cardinals, some guys that can make an impact as far as this slumping organization and kind of take them back out from the bottom of the NFC West and kind of recalibrate things and get them back on the right track. But it's a, it's an exciting day. I was, I was out there at the, at the facility today. We heard from Cliff Kingsbury. Of course, he's mostly talking about, you know, what we had to watch on Sunday. Yeah. Another frustrating loss, another quarterback down kind of giving us the state of the roster that was already sad affairs. But here we are kind of breathing life here at PHNX Cardinals into this fan base, thinking about change and, and what's possible, Damien. Yeah, guys. I mean, so many questions, very little answers. And I mean, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you look at what they've done over the years, right, we go from Ferguson, we go to Kime, or, or, or not even Kime, before him, you go to Rod Graves, then to Kime. These are all been internal hires, and we know that, they have an affinity for Adrian Wilson in the ring of honor and what he's done yep. on the playing football field. But does that translate? I mean, I've played with he as well as Quentin Harris. And I think they're both great guys and both think that they, you know, go about their homework and preparation due diligence in a great way. But is it going to be enough? I and mean, we've talked about this being that being a culture change. Are they going to have to do a full reset? 
and you know make those changes obviously with the with the general manager but with the head coach as well and guys I really don't have the the answers but I just know that it, will I say do I feel confident that the team will be in better hands with Adrian Wilson or, or, or Quentin Harris I think I just think that everyone is bracing a new start right and I think with new start comes new philosophy and I guarantee you as I said with any job right there's going to be a, a a point of contact, the person, decision maker, that being Steve Kime. And whoever gets elevated to that position will have their own philosophy and ideology of how they go about things. Sean Marks, our guy in the super chat. Thank you so much. $4.99. Can we get a relative of Kay Dilly to come to the cards? My man out here <laughs> making moves to make ASU relevant. We need that for the cards. I think it's good mojo that we got ASU uh, you know, doing what they can in the offseason, pivot it right to Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals, hopefully come January. So I don't know any relatives of Dilly, uh, and I don't know if we want to go that route anyway. We want to keep it external, even if they go internal. And I say that with full respect um, and admiration for Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson. I think that if, and we talked about this yesterday, if the end game leads the Arizona Cardinals to hiring one or, one or the other, Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson, then so be it. But what we want to see in between that time, gentlemen, is interviews, in-depth process, and analysis by Michael Bidwell. So if he interviews a Lewis Riddick or a Jeff Ireland or a JoJo Wooden or somebody like that, which we're going to talk about all of them today, okay, you have to be convinced that they are less qualified or a lesser fit than Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris. And if you come up with that decision, Michael Bidwell, we will embrace it, we will support it, and we will give either Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson their opportunity. Absolutely. I don't think anybody on here, although we feel like an external may be the best route to go, mm. is going to rain on a parade of Adrian Wilson should he get this GM job because we honestly don't know. You don't know until the guy, Bo Brock, starts making selections, starts signing free agents. What I will say is this. The, 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 the culture is so broken right now that you look at the on the field product is almost secondary. And we talked about it on the post game show yesterday. It's, it's not like when Michael Bidwell fired uh, Steve or excuse me, Rod Graves and Ken was hunt. And you could say, well, the on the field product isn't good enough. We're going to go with Steve Kime internal. He's well thought of blah, blah, blah. Yes. Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris are well thought of. They've gotten interviews already. A almost got the GM job at Jacksonville last year, mm -hmm. but to have somebody promoted within that building where all of this other stuff is going on, man, that you better be convinced that these guys are going to be the the solution and not a continuation of the problem. I, I understand that the hesitancy, obviously, with the fan base wanting to a departure from, as D.A. pointed out, three decades nearly of going with internal candidates and just looking at how things have played out. It's like, hey, we need some fresh blood. We need some fresh yeah. eyes on this. In some capacity, if it's Q, if it's Quentin Harris, who DA said is more of an analytical approach, and then you've got you know Adrian Wilson, who brings a back a background of scouting. Obviously, his playing days. Uh, he spent he had a cup of coffee in New England. That always goes far as far as people kind of that being on your resume is impressive. Even though A Dub didn't really play a regular season down for Bill Belichick, um, it's. You know, it's they're both impressive resumes, but I, I would hope that they're going to bring in some outside sources, whether it's, it's the, the player personnel department, whether it's the scouting department, whatever it may be. There's got to be fresh blood, but it's it's also exciting to look at some candidates from some organizations over the last decade to half a decade that have have been in the, the consistently in the mix as far as competing for Super Bowls, 
you know, annual trips to the playoffs. That's what you want to see in an organization now that has locked up its third double-digit loss season in its last five. Guys, and you want to see aggressiveness, too, in, yeah. in free agency. I mean, we've talked about this offense having, you know, all the bells and whistles that they've needed. I think in that respect, Steve Kahn, maybe without addressing the offensive line, did everything that he needed to do in terms of getting – getting Cliff Kingsbury the best groceries to cook with, right? You got Kyler Murray, you have a plethora of receivers, you re-sign your running back and you have a tight end. So the offense is supposed to that. I don't think that that's a Steve Kime issue, right guys? But defensively, we talked about you lose Chandler Jones. You need these key pieces to, to combat the war of attrition. That is the national football league where you see teams going to the, you know, going to the latter part of the season, like a San Francisco 49ers who's built on a running game and who's built on a defense. I think whoever this candidate is, whoever this general manager in the future is going to be is look at that, you know, look at the, the, the season that which the National Football League uh, NFL season and have guys have that depth and be able to identify the need that, Hey, you just can't be one-sided. You have to be a complete yeah. football team. And whether it's, you know, Adrian Wilson, whether it's Quinn Harris or a third party, these are all the things that need to be evaluated in this decision-making process. I also think we need to leverage relationships around the NFL and the GM needs to have a full tree of people to, to get in contact with. Yeah. And we saw Steve Kine begin to falter with relationships around the NFL and Bo, you brought this up when he lost Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians had a direct pipeline to both coaches and players mm -hmm. that wanted to come to Arizona and play for him. And that's a coup for Kime. You hired Bruce Arians. You should get rewarded for that. But if if you hire Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris, you have to be certain that they can go out and they can recruit quality coaches and coordinators and position coaches and then go into free agency. Yes, you want to pay people, but at the same time, there, there are one to two year deals out there to be had. You have to be able to meticulously go through the offseason and say, I'm going to leverage my contacts. Do we know the kind of relationships Adub and, and Quentin Harris have? We don't. But mm -hmm. I could look at somebody like Lewis Riddick, or I could look at somebody like, I don't know, Joe Horowitz, the, the Ravens director of, of player personnel, and say, okay, they have a good culture there. He's going to get people to want to come and play for the Arizona Cardinals because they know the kind of person he is. You look yeah. at somebody like um, Jeff Ireland, Saints assistant GM. They've had a really good track record of drafting and developing. And, of course, you know the sub-bullet is that. Is, could that get you Sean Payton? I mean, I, the GM, it, it's more bold than just I'm picking X player in X round. There's so much more to it that I think – Kime, unfortunately, has just failed time and time again since losing Bruce Arians. Yeah, and when you looked at even the B.A. era, there was zero contingency plan for the quarterback room, right? Mm -hmm. Zero. There was no plan for that. They drafted one quarterback during B.A. stint, and now he's playing tight end. You watch him play on Sunday Night Football for Washington, Logan Thomas. Great tight end, not a great quarterback. What was he, one for eight passing? He had that one miraculous touchdown in Denver, ironically enough, in his career. Uh, but look – Whoever it is has to have vision because I feel like this team, when we talk about a lack of contingency plans for most positions, like it lacked vision. It, it lacked planning for the future. It was so year to year. Like, I really feel like there was no plan in place, you know, five-year plan for this organization. It's like, hey, we're going to manipulate the, the cap this year to fit Kyler's contract or we're going to fit it to where we can spend money uh, or we can we can work on the draft, or this is where we need to build in the draft. I felt like they were just kind of flying by the seat of their pants far yeah. too often. Like even when it came to hires, coaching hires, it was when it involved Steve Kime. It seemed like they were dragging their feet on these things, where it's the most important move for the franchise at that moment, and it's going to impact whether or not you're successful over the next couple seasons. I don't think that that 
the 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 previous regime with Steve Kime understood that, and I hope that going forward, whoever it may, whether it's Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson, the internal candidates, or it's the an external candidate, understands that in a cap league and where where draft capital is, is so important that they have a, a future plan for all of your assets. Guys, I, and I could see that happening. I could see them doing a full reset, given the embarrassment of this season due to the coaching, due to the lack mm-hmm. of performance on the football field, and the ineffectiveness of all these changes that have made over the just say call it three to five year span. I mean, I yeah. know that you could pick out some pieces of you know the offense show progression over the initial three years with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, but I think, Bo, to your point, the fact that you haven't had that depth, you haven't had the, the ability to, to be to be competitive. You've dealt with these injuries and it's just a steep fall off and not to have that. I think Michael is in a situation where Johnny Bo, he's evaluating all the circumstances. He's trying to figure out, Hey, can it is Quentin is Adrian the best decision for us to make, or do we really need to get another third party come from the outside, take a macro look and start evaluating and putting the best product on the football field? Because I think that, Given the, those guys with familiarity, you tend to do the same things. And Michael tends to have that relationship and that maybe that influence where with a third party external candidate, there wouldn't necessarily be that influence because he initially he would give them that power when he said when he when he takes on that 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 position. It always just makes me a little worried, too, because you like will Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson be objective with Michael Bidwell? I hope so. Right. I hope so. During these final right. three weeks and then potentially into next year. But they've been under Michael Bidwell for some time now, especially Adrian Wilson. He's got a relationship with Michael and Steve. It, you know, I, I don't think he would carry the baton of sorts. But can I push another, back? Can I immediately push back on that? Because I, I don't, I don't know. Can you not strike me as somebody that doesn't that that's just isn't. But when he's paying your bills is different, though. Well, yeah. I mean, when, when he's paying, when I, that's how I feel. Like when you're, when, when you have a person of that influence and he's paying your bills, I think regardless, a dub Quentin, Steve Kime can come with all the analytical analytical data that they want. Right. Do doing their due diligence at the end of the day, it's Michael's decision. And if, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But don't, I mean, for lack of, he keeps it real. I mean, a dub is, is one of the real guys in that building. But it's the only franchise he ever played for outside of a stint in New England. It's the franchise that helped make him an icon here and nationally, right? They drafted him out of NC State. I mean, it's just, I worry that there there sometimes might be too much of, I don't want to say common ground, but there, there's there's too much comfort there. And I, I this, this franchise needs to get uncomfortable. And here's another point I want to make. And I am not calling Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson losers. But what I will say is they're part of a losing organization right now. What did what did what did Michael Bidwell do in tw- 2018? He kept Steve Kime, who was mm-hmm. a losing GM, and he went and hired a losing college coach. What did he do in 2013? He hired a winner, Bruce Arians. Now, now hold on. Now hold on. Like to, to be fair, Steve Kime at that point in his career, he was not a losing GM. I mean, he was. Well, it up- was. It, we were seeing though the. After the Wilkes year, you right. saw the no, crash. And I don't disagree. But, that, you, but that he was, was part of Wizen Hunt. He was part of getting to the Super Bowl. He was part but of I, that I think we saw the gloss come off because, because Bruce Arians had gone. And the point I'm trying to make here is go out and hire people who know how to build a winner. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson can't do that, but they've been here. They're part of this infrastructure right now. They're vice presidents. They're not janitors. They're not like middle management. They're not analysts. They are vice presidents. Now, you could argue, and we're not in the building, 
how much weight does that have under Michael Biddle and Steve Kime? It could have a lot. It could have a a little, right? But I I would go and I'd say, well, the Chargers draft really well. Go look at their vice president of player personnel or steal some people from Kansas City or from Buffalo. You know, these teams that win year after year, I, I, I appreciate wanting to take care of your own and promote from within. But I'm sorry, I've seen that, and then I've seen an extension of that, hire coaches that have never won before. Steve Wilkes had no track record, and and Cliff Kingsbury, and I defended him up until this year, had never won consistently. So, like, I'm okay. I don't want the franchise to fail, but I'm okay taking big swings with guys who are part of a winning culture. Because that tells me that you've identified that what you do doesn't work. We're going to copy that. Look what the New York Giants are doing. They shit the bed time and time again. They finally just said, we're just going to go get the guy who's made Josh Allen a winner, and we're going to take him. And look, he's the coach of the year this year. New GM, new head coach. What did Minnesota do? New or new head coach, new general manager. And they've both turned around their franchises. Michael Bidwell needs to take note of that. So who do we have? Who, who do you guys see externally as, as potential guys that could lead this team Almost out of the cellar of the NFC West, back to contending for playoff spots and, and really tapping into to Kyler Murray, surrounding him with the proper personnel to be successful. Damien, you want to kick us off? I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off. Obviously, if we're you know going external, I like Horowitz, Johnny, from what you know yeah. what you prepared, and the reason why is if you look at their history, look at their ability to draft, identify free agent talent, and just be competitive over the years. Right, the ball, that being the Baltimore Ravens, they've adjusted their system to their quarterback to make it to make it more player friendly, and I think that when you're able to do that, and you get coaches that can identify a player's strengths rather than, uh, I would say, keeping them off the field due to their weaknesses, right? And they get coaches and players that work together. They have a, a strong history of doing that and being successful. And to me, that makes the, that makes the most sense. And they've, they've been – they've drafted unbelievably over the years. I, you know, I'll do a big sub-bullet, Arizona Animals point. If Sean Payton wants to come here, you let him pick his GM. Let's be clear on that. <laughs> Same with Jim Harbaugh. They want to okay. pick their GMs, no problem. Um, now, I hope we don't make a mockery of the GM head coaching search – uh, with the Rooney rule, if that would happen. But if you get those two guys, they pick their GM. So let's just preface that, all of it, by by saying that JoJo Wooden would be my choice. He has been with the Chargers since 2013. He has overseen their pro and college scouting departments. That mm-hmm. team drafts and develops just about as well as anybody else. We always talk about the Chargers are so talented, but they can't get over the hump. Part of that is they're in a division with Kansas City. But, but guys, but let's back up. But Chargers also are also been picking the top 10 the last couple of years, Johnny. And they've had all these picks. It's not well, like it's not hard. Right. I mean, when yeah. you're picking, you know, the middle of the pack to the end of the first round, you got to be at, a little bit scientific about your approach. When you got uh, you know, yeah. guaranteed locks of, of Bosa wasn't hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just <laughs> yeah. Derwin James, they took Rashawn Slater in the teens. They they found quality. They found they took Mike Williams in the top ten. Yes, but he's worked out. They developed Keenan Allen. They found that guy Herbert. You know, six foot five quarterback with a rocket arm. That was really tough to find, wasn't it? I mean, for their scouting department. Chargers drafted quarterbacks. (laughs) But I'm I like Horowitz too. I think Baltimore. (laughs) Man, if you could copy any team's blueprint, where they're they may not be Super Bowl contenders every year. But they they're never an embarrassment. Right. And the roster right. always overachieves. Like, look at the Cardinals receiving core. 
And and look at what Baltimore trots out with. It's like Devin Duvernay as their number one receiver, and they're able to score more points than Arizona. Right. That, those done. are the two franchises. I, absolutely. They're just buttoned up. I, th- I think that, you know, Baltimore, you got New Orleans, you've got KC. Now, of course, KC has Mahomes, but I think Andy Reid has a track record, and Kansas yeah. City has a track record of their team is also in a really good spot roster-wise. But also you can add to that that equation or that conversation – San Francisco, San Francisco for the last couple of years, just, yep. you know, quarterback away roster wise, they're right there. And I love what Carthen does there. Rand Carthen, who's their director of player personnel, a guy who works with John Lynch. I think that would be a great option for the Arizona Cardinals and guy that's familiar with the NFC West. He knows what you're up against as far as the three other teams in this division. And yeah. if it's a package deal, if it's Carthen and D'Amico Ryan, sign me up. I, I think that that would mm. be uh, a great consolation prize if you miss out on on the big name like Sean Payton. I, I agree with what both you guys said. I think if those guys want to handpick it, and I think that's how you incentivize big names, especially like Sean Payton, you know, to as they look from the outside looking into this franchise, you know, what would be appealing, you have to give the power. But if you're looking at a, a coordinator, you know, the, the hottest coordinator, D'Amico Ryans, and then you, you can take somebody right out of that front office. And we love to stack it. Fantasy football, we love it. We love the quarterback, wide receiver, stack. Let's do it with the uh, with the head coach and GM for the Arizona Cardinals. And guys, also look at Bo to piggyback off that. If you look at Robert Sala's, you know, questionable success, right? That defense has yeah. been playing at a high level. Granted, he's had some great defensive line picks that he inherited, you know, coach taking over that judge job. But if D- D'Amico Ryans can bring that philosophy to the Arizona Cardinals, make them instant competitors in a defensive unit, make them a reality. I mean, for sure. I like that as well. <laughs> Geez, D'Amico Ryan, you got Carthen, and then you bring in you know, like a Jalen Carter. I mean, now, now we got some grease that we're cooking with here. Yeah. And I, again, I don't want this to come off as we're anti internals, but we just keep no, your options open for the Arizona sake of Carter. discussion. Absolutely. Discussion. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you should you should interview lots and lots of people for this. And it sounds like, per the CBS report from Jonathan Jones, fantastic article. I'd encourage you to go read it. Michael Bidwell already starting to do his due diligence. We're going to talk about Cliff Kingsbury here in a second, but I want to remind everybody, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. So basically, I told everybody to use the promo code yesterday. I was sweating it out because it's not the spread, mind you. It's the money line. And I said, everybody, go bet on Kansas City. You Place a $5 bet, get $150 in free bets if you do. Now, thankfully, it worked out. If you haven't done that yet, but what I will say is that went over time and, and that was, I was sweating it out, but we, <laughs> we enjoy our sweats on draft because you know, if gambling was easy, you know, it wouldn't be as fun as it is, but now everything is fun on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you missed our post game show yesterday, first of all, shame on you, our DraftKings king of the game, hopefully not for the last time, but we'll see. One JJ Watt with his three sack performance. So congratulations again, JJ, our DraftKings king of the game against the Denver Broncos. Conveniently asked for a random drug test today after his three sack performance. James Conner, who's had two good performances as well, told us today that he's been drug tested randomly the last two weeks as well. Uh, so yeah, way to go, NFL. Way to keep everybody honest. Uh, also, more good things here from PHNX. We got the PHNX inaugural. Tea Party, presented by Four Peaks. We love Four Peaks. We love golf. We love 
Suns basketball. It's at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. You got to check this out. It's the PHNX Tea Party. It's yet the Suns podcast watch party you got food you got drink you've got merch you got contests you got prizes go out there show off your golf game and enjoy some great times great food great booze 45 bucks per person but you can save some money if you're a diehard it's just 36 dollars for diehards it's only 160 dollars for a foursome 120 for diehards kids 10 and under they play for free great place uh to bring the family for some for a good time and watch some basketball play some golf can't get any better than the PHNX Tea Party coming up in January, January 13th, 5.30 at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. All right. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for this discussion because I've been waiting for it all day, and I want to preface all this by saying that I'm a little disappointed uh, in the national media because right now I have to defend the Arizona Cardinals and this potential opening (laughs) because the national media keeps taking shots like the Cardinals can't fire Cliff Kingsbury because this job is toxic. It's an embarrassment. I'm sorry. They have one home win in a calendar year. Usually when things aren't going well, you get rid of the people that are either partially or fully responsible. And while Steve Kime built this team, Cliff Kingsbury has been coaching it and developing it for the last four years. And they have one home victory in that span, 13 months. So I, I for, for, for all the information that you guys see out there, just take it with a big fat grain of salt when people say, God, if they got rid of Cliff Kingsbury, that would be a terrible move because no one wants this job. Bullshit. There's 32 NFL jobs. Michael Bidwell can write the fattest check possible. You can give him a bunch of power. You get the right GM. They ought to be able to court whomever they want. Johnny, can I play devil's advocate real quick? <laughs> Do it. Just Go real ahead. quick. Just re- Okay. Well, with that being said, they've had they've played the most amount of players, right? Yeah. They've had 10 offensive line, uh, you know, different lineups. Uh, D-Hop was out for the first six games. Uh, Hollywood Brown was in and out. Kyler Murray got injured. So, I mean, there's been, it, it hasn't all been Cliff Kingsbury, right? No, it, it, that, it hasn't it, all been Cliff Kingsbury. But this package that we were sold of Kime and Cliff, it's run its course. I think for most mm-hmm. Cardinal fans, for this show, Kime so is, is already the, on his way out. We assume. Is, is the argument, guys, that he hasn't been able to develop the players that they 100%. Have? He can't boast. Okay. all the time. He can't elevate people. I, I think that th- there's, now I, I feel like it was tough a year ago. If you were building the case, if you were in the court of law and you had a, a peer, a, a jury of your peers, twelve people, and you may, had the evidence and it was presented to them for Cliff Kingsbury, should he stay or should he go? It would be a slam dunk. He's staying. But now, yeah. when you see it, when you look at the home record, when you look at just uh, Kyler Murray taking a step back, the offense just completely falling off a cliff. Uh, yeah, I think there's no pun there. I think that the Arizona Cardinals, they can make the case. It should be without reasonable doubt that they should move off of Cliff Kingsbury. Do you take into uh, account guys of any of the injuries or is it? Yeah, just you do. A- I, I think, I think you take, yeah, all the variables into it, but then you, you got, you got to see how your coach faces adversity and whether or not he can elevate. Like, I don't think there's, People are going to probably think that this is a bad opinion, but I think that Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach. But I think as far there is a ceiling to that, they hit that ceiling and then they they fell down the stairs. I mean, I just and, and they're 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 as far from where they were last year, and that part of that was was coaching. A, a big part of that was coaching. I'll double down with with um, my counterpart here, Bo Brock, and say I, I I think Cliff, in the right circumstance, can win again. I just think this team needs a new voice. I, I just they, they they are not responsive right now. They have no identity. You watch a Cardinal game every Sunday looks the same from a losing standpoint, but nothing 
that they do well, they can build on. And so that's that's disappointing. Last year at this time, you talk about him going to Seattle and winning in San Francisco. That They're feels five like and fourteen over the last nineteen games. Guys, I mean, don't a, be surprised. It's don't a production business. If, don't be surprised if there's a GM change, but there's no head coaching change. Well, I know Just, we've talked about it at nauseum. Uh, this was from Benjamin Albright on Twitter. He's pretty tapped in. Uh, I've had a chance to interview Benjamin in the past. We're hoping to connect with him at the NFL Combine. Uh, getting asked, do you think Cliff Kingsbury gets the axe? He says, seems likely at this point with the Kimes situation, it's an opportunity, and Bo, you've used that word, to reset an organization that probably needs it. Absolutely. Why do you want to, to carry over baggage from the last regime? You don't. And so I think that to give this every to give everybody a clean slate, I mean, goodness, I, they could win a game in the final three, but if they don't, they'll be four and 13. And these last couple games could look really bad, especially if Trace McScorley's playing. And guys, only only reason why, why I say that it's going to be a unique situation in finding a head coach that can, you know, just vibe with Kyler Murray's skill set, because mm-hmm. everyone doesn't have that ability, right, to come in and, and adapt like they did with Lamar Jackson. Every offensive coordinator doesn't have that mind where they think that everyone's supposed to be more like Justin Herbert, right, 6'5", 6'2", plus, and have the ability of a hand cannon and has some athletic ability, but what is most known for standing in the pocket and delivering the ball on timing routes. Kyler Murray is a unique player in that that you have to be creative, although that he can create, but you have to be creative in ways that you can highlight his athletic ability. And I think that that's going to be – it's just going to take a unique coach. Not that Cliff isn't or is getting the job done. I would just say up to this point, every year you're evaluated, it's how – what have you done for me lately? And it hasn't mm-hmm. been much. So I understand the the discourse and the conversations relating to you know him staying as a head coach. However, I just know guys that given Kyler Murray's skill set, given the athletes, I think it's you know the athletes that they have around him. I think that it's a it's a sexy you know offer. However, once you take a step back, you you have to really think about how can I highlight this kid's ability and am I the right guy to do that? And I think Michael and company, whoever that GM is going to have to make a really you know tough decision trying to evaluate who is the right guy to highlight Kyler's abilities. Yeah, and I and I think Kyler who remains you know a, a selling piece, a piece that that will sell out coaches on this organization. I, I think that I, I still believe that, but as far as the rest of it, you know, the points that, that Carson Palmer was making on, was it the 33rd team? He joined Trey yes. Wingo and was mm-hmm. saying that, you know, all the dysfunction is going to, you know, just pretty much tell any GM candidate or head coach candidate that they don't, they shouldn't touch this thing with a 10 foot pole. And I, and I wholeheartedly agree with or disagree with that. I apologize. Correct. Wholeheartedly disagree with that. As far as, you know, this team in 2019, yes, that, that was true. I mean, they were one and done. The roster was in shambles. They were, you know, they didn't have a quarterback, you know, 2018 was probably uh, a little bit better, but not great. They still didn't have a quarterback at that time. 2013, when they went for, for BA, they didn't have a quarterback. They, they have a quarterback now. That's a big part of this. But look, the, the biggest part here is Michael Bidwell, the owner, can't waffle on any more of these decisions. Like Steve Kime has to be done, done, done. Like there has to be no question of whether or not he can come back into this organization in any capacity. Like he has to move off of Steve Kime. That has to be, uh, uh, he has to be convicted in that. He has to move forward because if he does, if he, if he walks back a little bit, people will see that and like, no, I don't want to have anything to do with this. But no. if he moves off of it and he gets a new Steve Kime successor, a new GM in there, this this organization slowly 
There's a couple more things they have to do, but gets back in, as, into the more into the realm of appealing to potential head coach candidates. And like how quickly we forget to San Francisco after they had the falling out with Jim Harbaugh had Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly and everybody thought Jed York was a fucking buffoon. Yeah. And they said, nobody touched San Francisco. <laughs> Capper flamed out, depending on who you ask. That, that franchise was in disarray. And they ended up being able to secure Kyle Shanahan. Why? Uh, it's still like a heritage franchise, though. I mean, it's like yeah. one of the big. But they wrote a but they wrote a big check, and they said, "Kyle, pick your GM, and you're going to be able to implement your scheme and do what you want to do here." Now, I, I get it. It's a big, bigger market, bigger selling point. But like, they were considered semi toxic. They had gone from three coaches in three years. Yeah, Jim Tom Sula and and Chip Kelly were both fired in like an eighteen month span or twenty four month span, and Harbaugh had bailed on them. So it's just, to me, it just depends on the time of year. All, this stuff is cyclical. Like the Cardinals, are they historically kind of a little bit dysfunctional? Sure, they haven't won a Super Bowl. But I mean, like, look at how we were perceiving Seattle last offseason. They were going to go into this lengthy rebuild, yeah. and they were a joke, and they had turned their back on Russell Wilson. And then they rallied around that, and they said, no, 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 let us prove you wrong. Michael hires the right people. All this is just outside noise. But that's assuming, ladies and gentlemen, that he fires Cliff Kingsbury. And speaking of fired head coaches, Bum, 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 bum. I want to show you what we believe could be trending toward potential NFL coaching changes and how that could affect the Cardinals and their ability to add somebody else. So here are the projected vacancies right now for NFL head coaches as we get down to Black Monday on January 9th. Matter of time, I do believe, well, we already have openings in both Carolina and Indianapolis. Anybody, I'm sorry for the Jeff Saturday fans in here. I don't think he's keeping that job. <laughs> Despite winning on Sunday, Nathaniel Hackett, our friends at DMVR, it feels like that's, you know, going to be a one and done. And then Cliff Kingsbury, you know, say a hope and a prayer. If you, if you hope Cliff Kingsbury is back, we'll see. But then you go down to trending that way. Houston Texans, number one pick. Could they move off of Lovey Smith? 50-50, I've heard. Dennis Allen, what's going on in New Orleans? They have no direction. They Yes, they won last week, this weekend, but... They could easily be a six-win team at the end of the year. And then our guy Todd Bowles in Tampa, that situation just does not look right, despite the fact that they're probably going to win the putrid NFC South. And then you look at the sleepers. Could Sean McVay take a year off, step away? What's going on with Arthur Smith? He's gotten to start Desmond Ritter. That has not looked good. Kevin Stefanski, right? They, they, I know they won this weekend, but they could pivot off of him. Bill Belichick, will he retire? And then the two at the end are the biggest wild cards because I think this is really where the Sean Payton saga picks up. Can Brandon Staley win a playoff game? Is that going to be enough just getting to the playoffs? Same with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, the Pack, or excuse me, the Cowboys, they're going to the playoffs. But if they're one and done, does Jerry get impatient and fire him? So there are my tiers for the NFL vacant coaching rankings, potentially maybe sort of. Your thoughts on that, gentlemen? You like what you see? I do. Yeah, I think he did a really good job on that. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think Wilkes, I think, but you guys think that Wilkes will be gone in Carolina? Think it's a done deal? No, but I, I, I think that. I my, he that ownership, that playoffs. ownership, yeah. the the GM. It, it just seems like they, even when they have a good thing, sometimes it's not enough for them. I think They're, he could be kept as the DC, Damian. They they sh they shoot hmm. from the hip way too often. I think Steve Wilkes has, has made his case, no doubt about it, and then some. Right. And Likewise, ab absolutely deserves uh, an interview, and and should be kind of it's his job to lose, depending on who the candidates are. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, just the fact that he's still he's in the interim, and and we'll see. They're gonna 
probably open up the search and talk to some people and, and we'll just kind of see what happens. But I think it's his to lose. But let's put that tier list back up, if you don't mind, Jacob. Just kind of look back at this and break it down a little bit more. And, like, who are the true threats to the Arizona Cardinals as far as trying to get the best candidate available? I mean, and, and we know, and, and, the, and they're in the would, sleeper tier, aren't they? Yeah, I would right say there? Dallas and Chargers for sure. Dallas That's why I don't buy this sure. bullshit that the Cardinals, this <laughs> job is toxic and nobody wants it. Like, look at those other teams that are up there. Half of those teams don't have their first-round pick. Like and and when hasn't Dallas been toxic? When, when? Why don't people say that about Dallas? I mean, if you don't win, you're pretty much gone. And what control do you have when your owner is talking about every decision that's made, you know, from his POV? You know, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know if you're – I mean, it's been de- – we've been dealing with it very similarly with – since uh, Parcells was the coach, right. you know what I mean, uh, of Dallas. Same issues, you know, every year. Maybe the head coaches aren't as vocal. But, Bo, to your point – I see the threats are the the Chargers, Cowboys. I don't believe the Rams. I don't think anything's going to happen because I just think well, unless a, he willingly walks away. Fair, but I I think they're too competitive to for a guy that beat Megatron for at Georgia Player of the Year. I don't see him just walking away, <laughs> you know, from uh from a flat from a fight. But I think the two threats for the Arizona Cardinals for sure are you know the the Rams and and the Cowboys. I think, I mean, in, in Kyler Murray, once again, he kind of, he, he puts the Arizona Cardinals over the top, despite his, the fact that he could potentially miss time. And, you know, the timelines were released and reported yesterday that are, are very ideal for the Arizona Cardinals. But, I mean, Russ is the quarterback in, for the foreseeable future in Denver. Indy doesn't have one. Carolina doesn't have one. New Orleans doesn't have one. Houston doesn't have one, and Tampa could not have one, potentially, depending on what Tom Brady does. And if you're a head coach, do you want to go to that situation that Todd Bowles has been in this entire season? Do they feel like, okay, well, I know what was missing in Tampa, and I could fix it. That might be, you know, the the chance to coach the GOAT. That might be something that, that gets in the well, He's a free way. agent, Bo, but yeah, he's a free agent. For sure. He's going to want, what, $45 million. Right. So, look at look at Cleveland. You want to coach Deshaun Watson in that shitstorm that's coming up? You want to follow? Cleveland. That's not toxic. That's right. not toxic. Right. Yeah, right. You want to follow Bill Belichick? That <laughs> roster's in disarray. I mean, like, I I thought it was important today, despite all this outside garbage and noise. Like, is it a, a rough time to be an Arizona Cardinal fan? Absolutely. But then look at that list, and then just sit back and say. Well, yeah, they they should be pretty competitive for somebody to want to come take this over, especially you get to live in Phoenix, mm-hmm. you get a fat check, right? Hopefully you're buddies with the GM and Michael Bidwell stays out of the way. That's a you you're, you could be sitting here next year with Kyler Murray back and a team that's competing. You could buy Chris's house. <laughs> maybe get maybe get a studio apartment to start out. I don't know. Fair enough. Know fair enough. Your family setup is, but <laughs> But there, there are some things that you can do to fumble this. I mean, as far as the organization, the Cardinals organization, I mean, yeah. they are in the driver's seat. Like every off season, there's, there's a so. team that among the, the, at the top of the, the shit heap uh, is it looks like the, the most appealing head coaching opening. Like, Oh, what any head coach that's available is going to say, that's where you want to go. Right. Cause they got the quarterback, they got a few stars, like, but it's going to come down to Michael Bidwell right now has yeah. to be creating these lists. He has to be, you know, pretty much recruiting the Arizona Cardinals if he's made the decision to move off of Cliff Kingsbury. Because if you drag your feet, you know, and you, and you start letting some of these teams kind of get into the mix, 
I mean, the, the the best thing they could do potentially is is get get a new coach in here before teams start getting knocked off and out of the playoffs, like by the divisional round mm-hmm. or by the the conference championship week. Because if you do that, you know, teams like Dallas, teams like LA, I mean, we'll see if they survive. You know, wild cards, but and that's probably where because realistically, if McCarthy goes to the divisional round and loses or, or Staley loses, I mean, that's 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 where a, a potential head coach can be like. You make the playoffs and you can't even you're not even deemed successful. I don't want to go to that right. situation. It's a lose and, lose. So and both of those divisions, the I mean it's crazy to say the NFC East and then certainly the AFC West are incredibly, incredibly competitive. Like Denver is gonna try to get their shit together. And then you look at everything else going on in the NFC East with the fact that the commanders are competitive without a quarterback. You know the Giants are just gonna get better. Sure. I mean Eagles. The, the, here, here's your selling point right now is you've got a division, in the NFC West. Yes, San Francisco is a juggernaut, but they don't have a quarterback of the future. We don't think the Seahawks have really leveled out. I mean, if the Seahawks didn't sweep the Cardinals and of course the Cardinals should have taken care of business. Seahawks are just kind of a, a footnote this year. They're under 500. They're barely 500. Now I think we've overvalued their talent. And then, and then, you know, the Rams, you know, the chickens are coming home to roost with the fact that they sold off all their picks. You've mm-hmm. got an opportunity here, assuming Kyler Murray rebounds from this ACL to have the best quarterback in the division with money to spend and draft picks to use. I, I there are very it's to me if you just put all the other garbage aside and say I trust the GM that I'm paired with, this is an opening that I can work with. So I was looking at the Arizona Cardinals potential schedule for next year. You can see most of their opponents. They're going to play the NFC East. They're going to play the AFC North. Mm. And they're going to play their teams obviously in their division, and then. There's the three teams that they would match up because if the Rams lose tonight, they'll be back in fourth place. Right now, the Cardinals are a placeholder. They're likely going to be third place. They would play the third place team from the NFC South, which is the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. That'd be a nice little. I mean, is that not a primetime game next year? Sean Payton taking on his former team? Is, is it? Are the stars not aligning there? I, I just I think Denver and <laughs> and the Rams play next weekend. Do they not? So I think we should be rooting for the Rams to get one more win. I want the Cardinals to have a fourth place schedule next year. I think the Cardinals have earned that, and, and, <laughs> and so I, I would like to see the Rams win. Win. Some well, games. no. The, what, what about the draft pick, though? We're gonna get to the draft pick here in a second. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen. Would you take a one spot in the draft or a fourth place schedule? I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough sell. But we're I gonna think... get to the. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm going with the higher draft pick. Yeah, gimme, yeah. gimme. I agree. Yep. All right. We're going to talk about the draft here in a second. <laughs> I had a draft recently on the underdog fantasy app. It didn't go well. I picked a bunch of players that, that got hurt. But the good news is, unlike year-long fantasy, where I had to eat a big shit sandwich with Cam Akers for the entire year, I can pivot and redraft the next day because underdog fantasy is the best version of daily fantasy. All you got to do, draft your team against up to five of your buddies, and the highest-scoring squad for the night wins that sweet, sweet, cold, hard cash. And it's not just specific to the NFL, folks, you can draft up to six NBA players with absolutely no positional limits. That is it. Go nuts. Will Devin Booker hit his higher or lower on the evening? Of course, hit that higher. It's super, super easy to get started, friends. All you got to do, you got to go to underdogfantasy.com or you got to download the app. You got to use that promo code PHNX. And guess what? Underdog Fantasy is going to match your first deposit up to $100. It's free money. You can bet on it and prosper using the underdog fantasy app. Of course, promo code PHNX is going to get you that free hundy. Get in. 
on the action today. I like Baker Mayfield's under for tonight. Don't think he's going to have a big game. I I absolutely love, 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 love Cam Akers tonight, though, because the Packers' <laughs> run defense is not any good. So I'm going to double down on my Cam Akers love just for the night. So check on Underdog Fantasy. You will not be sorry that you did. Fool me once. Shame on you. Shame Fool on me you. five Fool times. Me Don't get fooled again, my friends. Nice job, Johnny. Way to double down, triple down on Cam Akers. Let's play some more fantasy, like play GM with your furniture, your living room. You can make the decisions there. And the underdog fantasy of the furniture world, more furniture. More furniture, that's right. They're going to make your living room, your bedroom, your dining room, wherever it may be that you need some help. And you can kind of bolster your roster of furniture. More furniture is going to hook you up. And right now they got the holiday clearance events happening. Uh Pretty much through Christmas. You can save up to the 50% off. Go to morefurniture.com. That's morefurniture, M-O-R, furniture.com. And I got to tell you, on that underdog fantasy app tonight, the only way you can spruce up this Suns game tonight is probably getting and dabbling on underdog. No Devin Booker and potentially no DA. No LeBron, right? All right. Yeah. Let's get back to football. No interest in answering that, Bo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. 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 Listen, I the Suns need to get Devin Booker some help. We I think we all can agree on that. The Cardinals need some help of their own in the form of a top five draft pick. And check out our fancy new NFL draft graphic from producers extraordinaire Emma and Jacob. Hot damn, look at that. And check out Old number four, four and ten Arizona Cardinals. They are neck and neck for a top three pick with the Denver Broncos, who of course has have to jet set it to the Seattle Seahawks. You hate to see that, but you love to see Arizona in striking distance for that top three draft pick, which I believe guarantees you either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. That you're sitting pretty there. You get to number three, you're guaranteed an SEC standout, a stalwart to rebuild what I think has become. A soft ass front seven. <laughs> get Carter. Let's get the hashtag yeah. going. Yeah, I mean, but guys, I mean, if you if you look at what it takes to be competitive in the NFC West, you gotta, you know, take care of the trenches, and that's defensive line. I mean, with the abysmal, you know, production that we've seen from the defensive line, what two sacks? Two sacks. No guy has more than two sacks at that yeah. outside linebacker position. So. Uh, it's obviously a need there. If you could get Anderson or Carter, that's going to be a huge improvement for this defensive line. But hopefully they're aggressive as well, uh, you know, addressing this offensive line because what does it matter if you have Kyler Murray if you can't keep him healthy, guys? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, when, when you look at uh, the prospects out there, there there's some, some opportunities. But uh, it, it was interesting, like – Maje Sanders, somebody asked in the press conference today, like, have you seen him play a better game? And then I look at his snap count, and he played 11 snaps. And Cameron Thomas played 10. Like, and they're not playing. I'm so glad guys. that we're getting Victor Dumakeji these critical right. snaps at the end. We're of seeing year. Dennis Gardek out snap uh, their young guys. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to with change. I mean, whatever it was, it worked the first half, guys. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it did. And, and what it, Maje Sanders had that strip sack, right? Or he, yeah. he, uh, so not glad that. to see Greg Dorch not play for AJ Green to get those vital snaps. Right, by the way, right. JJ Watt had the strip sack. Sorry, but um, 
I mean, there's so many with, with the quarterback class, the quarterback needy teams being where they are. Like it, it's just stars are aligning for the Arizona Cardinals to get an absolute just baller. Like no, no questions asked. Like there's no, it's not like, Hey, what positions are you going to play? It's like, no, it, it's a defensive lineman. Like it's going to be a game wrecker and, and Jalen Carter out of the sec, a, a national champ. A true like his x-ray shows the dog in his chest and then you've got a guy like will anderson coming from alabama you can't go wrong with bama and that de- and defense uh i mean i think that that's that'd be slam dunks for the arizona cardinals and there'd be no questions asked like these guys are going to come out come out of the draft class and play immediately and make an impact something that we just haven't seen outside of kyler murray uh for far too long I mean, if you're going to get a guy like a you know a, a Bosa type player, no question. Yeah. I think yeah. because you've seen you know both brothers how they've impacted the football game when they're on the field, and I think when you have a difference maker, that's everything. It 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 has that cascade effect. It's going to help your linebackers. It's going to help your secondary, and it's someone that they have to pay attention to. The Arizona Cardinals, unfortunately, didn't have anybody that the opposing offense had to pay attention to. Like, yeah, right. we're whatever we want to do, we can do and and, and do well. But I think Jalen Car- Carter. Uh, I mean, Jalen Blair in, in the chat said, you know, address the offensive lineman, you know, in, in terms yep. of free agency and maybe find a center. I agree with that. But definitely if you could get a guy that could is a game changer, whether that be Anderson or Carter, like Bo said, get Carter. No question. You're going to have I a good don't. pick. You're going to have a high pick in the second round. I think that that is potentially center, like where you can find a center, yeah. right? Uh, I just don't want to recognize this team next year. I I am I'm with all due respect, Ben Neiman, goodbye. Dennis yeah. Kardec, goodbye. Marcus Golden, I love you. You've been a great Cardinal. Goodbye. It's time to move on, especially defensively, with about 75% of the guys. I, the only untouchables for me, of course, Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson, I think are kind of the anchors for your secondary moving forward. Byron Murphy's, you know, let me down. I, I think if he were to come back on a reasonable contract, that's one thing. But you can't miss a third of the season and expect us to, in a rebuild right now with the Cardinals, pay big for you. And then, you know, I look at the linebackers, of course, Zavin and Isaiah, you bring them back and then the rookies. But the front seven, the defensive line needs a complete revamp. I I would pay Zach Allen the market price, but I wouldn't go crazy. Then on the flip side, like they need to get exponentially tougher. This is a soft offense that is built on aging veterans on the offensive line that have let you down, that are collecting checks on the side and not playing, and then a bunch of undersized skill players outside of James Conner and Trey McBride. To me, it's just you cut your dead weight, you take your lumps with some rookies and some young players next year, and you let them grow and develop. I I am so over this team overpaying for people and begging them to either come out of retirement or play – like this, the biggest thing that I think right now is going to hamper guys like Rondell Moore and company, you have to play. You can be bad and play early on and work through it. Like, I'll give yeah. Hassan Reddick credit. Like, he was played out of position, but he was always around and he got better and better. And they mismanaged his development. And they're going to be, they're going to be haunted by that for a long time. Uh, but like, what this, what this specific group, Kime and Kingsbury failed to do, one of their worst mistakes was. They did not allow young players to fail early to grow and develop and get better. San Francisco has patience with young players. The Cardinals' lack of patience was astounding to me. Jordan Hicks, I love him to death. Isaiah Simmons should have been playing 100% of the snaps from day one. And they did did him a disservice. 
And the poor guy, it's probably hampered with his mindset, his development. Say Zayvon Collins should have played a hundred percent of the snaps in year two. But but Johnny, they weren't that good around him in order for him to play. They would have been that much more worse because he didn't know. Then what the he was expectations doing. were too high. Then I'm sorry. The and then or the coaching staff was not good enough. If you can't take a first round pick and say between September and November you're going to get better, that. like the the the, the snap counts Bo just read are sickening for a team that's four and ten. And you're not playing your two third round pass rushers, which who, by the way, look fantastic and in, in spared playing time. You know, thank God Trey McBride, albeit through injury, we, we're not happy about Zach Ertz going down, gets to finally showcase his abilities, had a career high 50 plus yards yesterday, finally looked like an NFL player. Like this franchise to me, GM, head coach combination that comes in, you need to play your young players. We need to see early so then we can stamp it and say, extend extend move on extend not byron murphy you're four he's been injured what do we do we're screwed right yeah no i mean i think that you always need to play them to evaluate but i think you can't compare apples to oranges right if you look at these other teams like san francisco or some of these teams that have been comparative they're better yeah. football teams right they have a lot of depth a lot of veteran leadership around yeah. these guys right where they could put them in and they could afford to to have mistakes right on the back end or afford to have a, a linebacker miss a tackle because you got two great safeties or other opposing you know other linebackers at positions that come in and make those plays I think when you look at the Arizona Cardinals they can't afford or they couldn't afford early on to play these guys because it would be glaring holes in their defense you saw when you moved off Jordan Hicks and early on when you played Isaiah Simmons and mm. teams were having a field day run, rushing the football right well, because he was, wasn't fitting in the you know the right gaps or and or he just needed that experience and we talked about that and he's gotten better to your point Johnny with the more experience he's had but I'm just gonna push back on the like are you a good teacher or not I because I'm sorry these these fair. players that's fair are are five-star players they're the highest rated players at the collegiate level yeah. they're not coming from division three most teams can plug and play. The Cardinals are the Agreed. worst team in the NFL at developing young. Players. We talked about with Seattle having two starting tackles and a starting running back, and getting like, and they're not you. And, and if and, they have and, bad and, games, they have bad Chargers. games. Yeah. Well, let's put the pressure on though. Let's not get out of here and, and not pick which player we would take if both of them were able to fall into the Arizona Cardinals' lap. Jalen Carter, the interior defensive lineman from Georgia, or Will Anderson, the edge rusher at Alabama. Cardinals are on the clock. Both are on the board. Who do the Arizona Cardinals take? Uh, if I it's mean, me I right think now, you, you re-sign uh, Zach Allen and you take Will Anderson. But, I mean, it, but has for, Zach for, Allen helped? I mean, the, the run defense has struggled the last couple of years. I mean, when you look at where the Broncos were able to get right yesterday, and I know Zach Allen wasn't a part of that, but that defensive line was a wrecking crew of the first half. They get six sacks, then they're held to one sack, and Latavius Murray's turning back the clock five years. He's rushing for over 100 yards, and they're combating the Arizona Cardinals' pass rush. Like, you need that guy on the inside, right? You need Jalen Carter to set the tone. There's well, not pick, a wrong answer. I think you it's need an friend. answer right now. I'm, I'm going to answer. You got to hand in the card. You got to hand in the card, Johnny. Okay. I'm going to answer right now. It's Jalen Carter for me, and, and, here's, and here's why. This franchise has had prominent edge rushers the last couple of years. It hasn't helped with the run defense, and it stops with stopping the run. I look at a team, guys, like Kansas City. They don't have a great outside pass rush, but they have the man in the middle that the Cardinals coincidentally passed on for Robert Kimdichie uh, and Chris Jones. I think your your three-to-five technique sets the tone for your defense. 
And it also will help exponentially the development of Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. And I also do think that the cupboard is not bare at outside linebacker. If I had to go into next year with Maje Sanders and Cameron Thomas, I would feel better about it than what I have to work with at the defensive line. Because to Bo's point, Zach Allen, to me, has not been able to stay healthy. And I just I, I think he might be a little bit overvalued on this team right now. Whereas Jalen Carter, captain, ass kicker, winner. Again, <laughs> both both are fantastic. It's like one well, A, accolades. one B. It's like it's like me. It's like me being able to pick between my kids, really. Is that that's what you're asking me? That's great. I, I would I would go with the defense, the disrupting defensive lineman and try to find a pass rush else. This team has not had a capable defensive lineman. Young and homegrown since Clayus Campbell. That's too long. And he he could potentially be back a back to back NCAA champion coming yeah. in to to your organization, bringing just getting bring in people's space, calling people gonna soft. Sell some tickets, gonna sell some tickets for sure. There's not a wrong you answer though, but the only wrong answer is not taking either of them. I mean, which can't put it past. There's yeah, rumblings, no, 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 there's rumblings from a source that they we may trade back and get to middle linebackers. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Stop, I can't stop. Take it. We're celebrating today. It's a source. We're celebrating. It's a source. <laughs> <laughs> How about that chop shop, Bo? Uh, we got some chop shop in the house at PHNX, the PHNX headquarters. It was fantastic. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Chop Shop either. I mean, Will Anderson and, and Jalen Carter, you can't go wrong with all the things on the menu at Chop Shop. I love the barbecue chicken salad. Don't get, hate on me for that. You can't go wrong with a barbecue chicken salad. They got great sandwiches. Their chick, a couple of their chicken sandwiches are phenomenal. You get some of the uh, the forbidden rice bowls there. The, the Korean steak bowl there is unreal. Chop Shop, uh, it's right by the Cardinals facility. I eat there probably three times a week. My wife hates me for it because she makes me lunches and I just I throw them in the trash can because I go to Chop Shop because it's delicious. It's you legit. You need the Chandler Jones stiff arm to her, to her <laughs> You can find locations all around the valley at Chop Shop, the original Chop Shop. Of course, Old Town, you got it there in Chandler by the facility. You got it downtown now. You can find a location by you. The one, uh, the OG one in Old Town Gilbert. So check them out. Of course, the original Chop Shop. And thank you for the lunch today, Chop Shop. Yeah, absolutely, Rick James. This is this is a podcast that is not anti running back, but certainly is anti running back in the top ten for the earth. Let me tell you something. Bijan Robinson is a is a great running back, but if you're fourth overall, you just can't do it. It's like th- those days. <laughs> our guy, our guy, our GM Saul Bookman, who of course. Loves Bijan Robinson, of course, because of his hometown is is Tucson, if I'm not wrong, correct? But also he had a pass rush or pass block grade under 50 at the college level. Damien, I think you need to be able to block a little bit at the running back position if you're going to. You be- definitely have you definitely have to be, be be able to protect the quarterback. Anytime that you're giving him 200 and over 230 million dollars, that's going to be a premium. Uh, like Bijan, uh, very familiar with his game. He's a great player. I mean, the Cardinals could, you know, use the talent, but there's other glaring holes on this team, you know, that being defensive line, outside linebacker that they need to fill. I mean, it'd be a great, great story, but there's other pressing needs for the Arizona Cardinals. Just to clarify, <laughs> I love Bijan Robinson. Hell no to draft him in the top five. Not a chance. Okay. I just saw on the record. No Bijan in the top five. All right. Thank God. Thank loves God. Him. loves him as a prospect. He's going to be a baller next year. Great yep. kid. Love him to death. Grown-ass man running the football. 
I mean, sure. would you want him on your team? Absolutely. And yeah. if the Cardinals had three first round picks, you know, then that'd be a different that'd be a different James story. Connor, James Connor, who we talked to today, he is locked in next year. Like there's no wiggle room there. It would cost the Cardinals close to ten million dollars to, to get I don't think it's contract. I don't think there's it's a bad thing to have him on the team next year. No, that's not like, bad. James Connor's last five games has been really good. Like James you get Conner, when you look when you look at the film, he's one of the only guys that you see fighting. And I mean, yeah. granted, I, I mean, I know that we get snippets of it. You know, we're watching it on television. It's not the wide and tight view of the coach's film, but he's one of the guys that you know are fighting for every yard. You know, like you said, playing for respect out there every every Sunday, and you could tell. I mean, he's not small, and that that's mm-hmm. next year. The offensive theme should be outside of Kyler Murray, get bigger. Get bigger and more physical, and he he's he encapsulates that. So absolutely, you can check out our phenomenal Arizona Cardinal, PHNX Cardinal beat reporter Howard Balzer at gophnx.com. Slam the promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. He's got a banger of an article recapping yesterday's game, where the Cardinals go from here, as well as some timeline information pertaining to Kyler Murray's injury. It's crazy, guys. We did a Monday show, barely talked about whatever that was yesterday in an effort to look forward. We're going to continue to look forward here at PHNX Cardinals, the PHNX Cardinals podcast. You should look forward to a membership at gophnx.com. Become a diehard today, 20% off all events, merchandise. Hang out in the exclusive member Discord with myself, Bob Brock. Vent about this team. We're in it constantly (laughs) to be able to talk about the changes that are necessary. But the only way to do it is to become a diehard member today. Cop a free shirt or hat for the year, and then you get another one next year. It's not a one-off. You can pick up this celebratory tea you can be a company man look at bo brock company man t-shirt hat combo look at that you want to be a company man like bo or just have a good time with us check out the phnx merchandise locker today bo absolutely you can't go wrong there that's going to do it for us today of course check out our great podcast phnx suns tonight they'll tell you who's actually going to be in the lineup tonight our friends over at phnx coyotes you guys have a great rest of your monday we will talk to you Live again on Wednesday at 4, and then we got our Hard Knocks recap after that. See you!